4: You know, Big Band, the only thing, the downside of filling in, and listen, it's almost all thumbs up here, right? It's great to hang with you in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon tonight. But, you know, we typically do our show on Saturday, and I feel like while doing a show with you, it's time to make our picks against the spread.
5: <laughs> no, can do we gotta it. We got
4: to do three picks against the spread every week, and I feel like this is the week I just beat you down, you know? I'm trailing by four games In The season. I'm barely above 500. Let the people know what's going on. You are 15 and 6. And I am a measly. That's right. Just stop the music with that. 15 and 6 against the spread. Wow. Very respectable. And I am a measly 11 and 10. Just barely in the money. Barely. With the juice, I'm probably losing. (laughs) If I'm betting on all these games, right? But uh, you're ahead of me by four games. But I feel. (laughs) <laughs> that this is the week I make my move. I feel that deep in my bones. What gives you that? I don't I'm just hoping feeling. that'll be the case. Yeah. I'm really just hoping that's the case more than anything. I mean, we can do an early preview. I mean, we don't have to do any picks or anything uh-huh. like that. I'm kind of like Pete Carroll, you know? There have been some losses. Like remember the six to six overtime tie There's yeah. the Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals and It ticked off the Seahawks defense because Pete was so, like, happy-go-lucky. Like, hey, it was a great game. We battled and You know, the offense showing some signs. The defense is like, what signs? They scored six freaking points over here, right? (laughs) So sometimes I'm Pete Carroll. I'm optimistic even though I really don't have a reason to be optimistic right now.
5: No, you don't. Um, But I do. I'm having a good old time, to tell you the (laughs) truth. (laughs) <laughs> I capped the last weekend off with a 3-0 uh, yeah. pick'em. So I'm looking to uh, – this is my second three and 3-0 uh, weekend. Got a bunch of 2-1s. Yeah. oh uh, 0-3s. No Maybe this
4: is the week you're due for an 0-3. Why would mm, – I, I, I don't would know love about for that. That to be the case. How about this? Based on the Thursday night game, Packers pull it out. Really, it's the uh, Cardinals gift-wrapped it, uh, gift it for them. They just said, hey, you know, we're, we're almost about to score a, a winning touchdown, but you know what? Screw it. You take the win. We don't need it. We'll, be, uh, the, we'll, we'll join you in the loss column as well over here as the last uh, previously undefeated team. And A.J. Green didn't look for the ball. But I, I caught this. Two things I saw on social media. One is hilarious. NFL memes, they tweeted out, breaking... Cardinals wide receiver A.J. Green announced his retirement in the middle of his route during the fourth quarter versus the <laughs> Packers. <laughs> That's well played. And also, there was a uh, just a still shot. There's a picture of Aaron Rodgers talking to Kyler Murray after the game, right, they exchanged pleasantries. And Aaron Rodgers said, we'll see you in the playoffs. That's what he said to Kyler. And that very well might be the case. How far are we going to see them? Is this our NFC championship game matchup? And it begs the question because there are so many things. Well, I
5: think Tampa Bay will have something to say about that.
4: Uh, they they absolutely will. But, I mean, it's not outside the of possibility, right? That, that's true. It's the NFL. So how about this? At this point in the season, week eight, what do we definitively know? And, like, without stating the obvious – Right, like there's so many things that you're just surprised by. I still can't believe the Ravens two weeks ago beat down the Chargers thirty-four to six, and then turned around and got smoked by the Bengals forty-one to seventeen. There's just stuff where you're like,
5: what? You, yeah. How? It, it, you just can't. Some things you just can't account for, and that's so, that's why I only. Uh, Pick them in our make-believe world. Like, Uh imagine if, well, if I was having, you know, if I was placing real money on this, I would be living quite comfortably right now. Yeah, you should. You're Uh, missing out here. Well, you know.
4: If you look at the standings and what we've seen thus far in the 2021 season, without stating the obvious, what do you feel really strongly about? What do you know? If you just go team by team, do you know that the Bengals are for real? I
5: do know the Bengals are for real. Okay. Just, what is
4: the Salaam Crystal Ball reveal? How real do you perceive them to be?
5: Well, it's just the way they compete. It's the way they compete in the way, you know, it, it – something happens, right? They They've lost two games by a total of six points. They lost to the Bears at the Bears, and they lost to Green Bay. Um, Once you start winning, you're a a young team and you start winning, right? They play the Jets this weekend. For all intents and purposes, that should be a win for them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Then they go and play a divisional opponent the week after that in the Browns. Now, they, they're they proving to to the division that they're for real. That's That's a thing that they're trying to do. Because when we've talked about this division, we normally only talk about, now we're talking about Cleveland. But coming into the season, it was Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and that's all we talked about. And Joe Burrow, having the type of year he was having last year prior to getting hurt, he spent a lot of time getting his mind and his body back ready, and those dividends are paying off.
4: Yeah, they've been impressive so far. It's, uh, I mean, it's still, it's so early in the season it still. It is, very early. Yeah, where you start, if you look at them, let's look at the Bengals pessimistically for a second, because I hear exactly what you're saying there. But if you think week one, it's an overtime game at home against Minnesota, and I don't think Dalvin Cook fumbled. I still don't agree with that call where he's going down to the ground. The ball was starting to be yanked out, but it looked like he had control. That's a 50-50 ball game that easily could have been a loss. They had to come back and beat the Jags in Cincy, you know, on on a Thursday night. And and so it's, it's still so early in the, the year where they were incredibly impressive this last week against the Ravens. But a couple of those games, I mean, what would we be saying if they lost to the Vikings, lost to the Jags? Like, those are legitimately coin flip games. That was a field goal that, that, it's a walk off field goal against the Jags, you know, to win that ball game. Like, like what if they have a couple more losses? What, What if this is a, this could easily be a three and four football team, you know? It goes the other way as well. They could have easily beaten the Packers. It could be a six and one football team, but. I just, I'm curious where the Bengals head from here, although they've been impressive to this point. And I feel like they play real defense in that combination of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase mixed in with the running game, right? When you get Joe Mixon healthy, like that style travels. So I hear you. They seem like a real team. I'll put it this way if I move it to another team, what I know for sure at this point in the NFL season. I know that Tampa is still the team to beat. Of course. They're the defending champs. They play great rush defense. I'm a little suspect about their secondary with all the injuries, but Tom Brady in that offense, they're the team to beat. Uh, what else do you know that isn't just stating the obvious? What do you know? How about the Cowboys? Do you know if they're for real? Yes. You
5: do? Yes. Okay. Now, that changes because Dak is a little banged up. Mm-hmm. Still not quite sure if he's playing this week. Um, you know, we, we don't know, and that can be a derailment. Mm-hmm. They're hot right now. They're winning the right way. The only game they've lost is to defending Super Bowl champions, and they lost that. It, w- it was a tremendous game. Right, they they lost that by two points. That's their only blemish. Mm-hmm. They're averaging close to thirty five points a game, a little bit more. You know what I look at with Dallas? Like, who have they beaten though? Um, they beat the Chargers. They beat that the was Eagles, the one. The Panthers, yeah. the Giants, the Patriots.
4: Think about that. Their last four wins. Mm-hmm. Eagles. Shoulder shrug.
5: Yeah, but the thing is, before you even finish that, listen to this. Okay, they have the Vikings, the Broncos, and the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. So when you ask me if they're for real, and you and and you put the caveat in there, who've they played? Who are there Who are they going to play? This this lends to them. So if they win these next three games, they're eight and one. They have to be for real then. Th- no. Oh, no. I t- completely disagree with that.
4: What? I mean, th- this is like... Halfway through is, the season and you're 8-1 yeah. and, one and oh, you're not yeah. for real? There's some UCF logic right here. Like, wow. UCF beats up on some cream puffs and it's, oh, this team has to be for real. Why? Who have they beaten? Okay, Like, the so, Cowboys. They, they beat the Chargers. That's a good win on the road. Yes. Outside of that, I get it. They're playing who's in front of them. Yeah. All that stuff. But... They haven't done anything where I'm like, oh, man, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Giants, and they beat the Patriots in overtime.
5: Exactly. Listen to the rest of the the Broncos. Would you favor the the, the Cowboys against yeah, the Broncos? Uh, yes, absolutely. The Vikings. Mm, I'm taking the Vikings in that okay. one. Okay. <laughs> the Falcons.
4: It's just Vegas knows something I don't know about The Falcons. That, you know? I would favor the Cowboys in that okay. one. Okay. The Chiefs at the Chiefs you thinking take about maybe the Cowboys. attending that game
5: like yeah you got to take the Cowboys we don't know who the Chiefs are going to be at that yeah, moment but,
4: but it's less to me it's less about the regular season okay. it's not about hey are they going to be able to beat the yeah I but when you the, say
5: are they for real if they win a division and they are at the top seed in the in NFC playoffs i mean what This is the goal, right, to get to the postseason. Now, the next goal is what you do in the postseason once you get there. But for a team that has struggled mightily Mm -hmm. trying to get back to the promised land, you look at their schedule, it's very favorable. Oh, it totally
4: is. And I think, look, there's no right and wrong. I think we're just looking at it two different ways. I look at the regular season as a gauge of what, might happen in the playoffs right it's all about the playoffs to me it's like what can you actually do what are you actually capable of how far can you advance how much noise can you make how big of a threat are you that's how I'm wired I'm thinking about the postseason and so yeah the Cowboys they might rattle off more wins against teams like the Giants like the Eagles and it doesn't freaking matter when it comes to the playoffs
5: they won their Super Bowls with that notion just getting in.
4: Oh, totally. But when it comes to the playoffs, how do you feel about the Cowboys? And this is the true test. How do you feel about how they stack up against Tampa? How they stack up against Green Bay? Against well, Arizona? We saw against how the they,
5: Rams? We saw how they stacked up against Tampa.
4: They played them tough in week one.
5: Yeah. I mean, this is... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they stack up. That yes, I, I, I mean it was the two point game. Uh huh. That's exactly how they stack up. So you can't take in in you know it pains me because Dallas Cowboy fans, as you know, are I. I, I mean, are they tweeting you right now? No, right on, Ephraim. No, but I'm but I'm saying all. Like I'm I'm the teller. I'm I'm the the the, the sayer of the truth. Okay. Mm. When Dallas Cowboy fans get got up, came up to me and were telling me, you know, back in the Romo days where, you know, this is everything is, you know, well, we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, hey, settle, settle down, okay? <laughs> he's reached his, his, his limit, all right? He, he's capped out. And so all I can do is be honest with the way they're playing and the defense coming alive that kid mm-hmm. uh digs Whew. they're living off takeaways man that's that, what that's, you that's what you have to do in the nfl though
4: it's just it's not you gonna live last. off
5: takeaways
4: not gonna last we don't know
5: if it's gonna last or not it's been lasting so far not gonna last well you you can't say that i mean it's been it's been dynamic defenses who who feasted on taking the ball away a whole season I, uh, it becomes part of the culture. Guys start taking more risks because, right? You know that that's just it, and that's a thing. Be like the momentum. It's a it's a thing. It really it oh, really yeah. it really works uh, in a team setting. I was a part of a team like that where we it just. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we weren't. We shouldn't have been very good, and we were not very good all the way to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you catch fire when you <laughs> right. need to catch fire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, sure. And these three, these next three games for the Cowboys can really set them on fire. Yeah. They end, they end this stretch at eight and one, going into that Chiefs game. Hey, hey, hey I'll tell you this though. Their
4: division still sucks.
5: It's so and one. bad. Oh, so. Everybody
4: else, it literally is two and five. Yeah, it's Everybody a terrible else. division. Well,
5: it's always it's been for the yeah. last ever. It's been the worst division. So, so
4: if you're talking about maybe being a one seed and the road goes through Dallas, I, that, that's a nice luxury to have. We know that home field doesn't mean as much as it once did. But would you rather be on the road in the playoffs or at home in the playoffs? I would much rather be at home in the garbage division that they're in it sets their road up favorably to maybe being the one seed. Or, you know, worst case, two seed, three seed, that's not all bad. Not all bad. I just need to see them beat more impressive teams to be truly impressed. That's all I'm telling you. I got you. When you're in a dogfight against the Patriots, who we don't even know if they're going to be in the playoffs, I- I'm just, I'm a little more skeptical. <laughs> I think we're we're grading the Cowboys on their, their Cowboys scale from the last decade. You know? I, get,
5: I get you. I, I just, I like what they're doing, and I like how they're yeah. winning.
4: I hear you. All right, plenty more to get to. Coming up next, the rare case of wanting greatness to go away. I'm Brian Though He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: Mm, cowboys. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
3: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: I'm Brian No. He's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. In for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. It's fun, man. Glad to be here with you, big man, after a, a pretty entertaining Thursday night game. Right? It's great. Arizona Cardinals just blowing it.
5: Terrible way to lose a game. <laughs> nice. Terrible way. That's really bad. Especially if you're undefeated. Yeah. Right. Oh, that yeah, hurts. Especially. That hurts a little bit more. Yeah.
4: And um, by the way, as a diehard Dolphin, even through the tough times, and make no mistake, 2021 is a tough time with <laughs> the way they're playing. Uh the last undefeated team bites the dust in the Arizona Cardinals. The seventy two Dolphins, they pop the champagne. And I'll tell you this, I, I don't know if this is a hot take or whatever, but uh there will never, ever, 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 ever be another undefeated team in the season. Uh, you're not going to see a team go 17 and 0. It will not happen. It's too much of a grind of a season. Do you leave the door cracked of us possibly having not just 17 and 0 regular season, 20 and 0. You got to win at least 3 playoff games as the one seed. We're not going to have a 20 and 0 team ever in the NFL.
5: Yeah, that's hard to Do you pull see off. that happening? No, I don't. Everything has to go right, and and in sport, it very rarely does. I don't think it's gonna. Very rarely. So yeah, that, I mean that be, that may just be insurmountable. It's tough to do. Well, one team come close, and they fell short. It's it. I mean, it, it's too many variables, man. Health, all of those things. Like it, it, it's just. You you could never just depend on that because it, it's it, it's too hard for a team to weather the injuries. It's too hard for a team to the weather the climate. You know, in my thirteen years in the NFL and. My rookie year, 1998, Atlanta Falcons. We went 14 and two. We lost two games. We won 11 straight all the way up and uh, into the Super Bowl, and we lost the Super Bowl to the Denver Broncos, which made it their back-to-back Super Bowl. I think that was the this one's for John Super Bowl, which I still never watched, but. Being on a team that won 11 games in a row and only lost two games in the regular we lost our coach. We lost Dan Reeves in the, in the middle of the season uh, with a heart attack. He had to have surgery. It was so many things that had to go right. The thing that allowed us to be able to continue to play was the fact that we stayed relatively healthy. Subsequently enough, that health ran out the next year when we lost Jamal Anderson for the year with the ACL, and it, it just it just seems like a team now with the extra game at seventeen and zero. A, a a team just getting over all those insurmountable odds and winning the Super Bowl on top of that. I, I just I don't see it happening. See, it took almost four hours for you to agree with me, big man. <laughs> well.
4: But we're here, you, finally, you, you, in the you, same you, foxhole. You said
5: something that was correct. I mean, is it, is it bad that it took four hours? Is it bad that it took you four hours to say something? Worth agreeing with. Well, some of it
4: is tongue-in-cheek, because we both agree Absolutely. that EJ Green was out of his mind, not looking for the ball at the end of the game there. But uh, yeah, Andy Reid, the most overrated coach in the history oh, of the NFL. That's completely on point. Um, I, I've had numerous stances over here that you've uh, dismissed. Outrageously. Outrageously. But yeah, we're not going to see 20-0 and 0 in the NFL. Ever, 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 ever. It's not happening. It's too much of a grind. Too long of a season. Too much can go wrong. The injury bug. There are more chances for injury. And dude, the the Dolphins can pop eternal champagne from here on out. It's not just Arizona being the last undefeated team who fell to the Packers. Like they can pop cork from now into NFL eternity. We're not well, seeing another undefeated. And
5: team. another thing, there's just so much parity. Yeah, in, absolutely. In the league. Um, with player movement, and it's just so much parity now. That you don't have one of those teams, or just head and shoulders above all others. It just it doesn't exist anymore. No, it does not. Uh, we will get to one of those teams that was thought to be head and
2: shoulders above the rest, but uh, not so much the case. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Uh, but there is uh, one guy that I would like to see just go away. He's too great. It's a compliment, but it's uh, Nick Saban. I saw that he was celebrating his seventieth birthday a few year a few days early with his players. They had birthday hats, they had some cupcakes. There was also a cake that said seventy and still a player. <laughs> it had a picture of Saban back in his playing days. So they had some fun. He actually he turned seventy on Halloween. How about that? The coach, born on Halloween. So he's turning 70 on Sunday. So they were celebrating a few days in advance. And I just started thinking, man, I'll be happy when Nick Saban hangs him up. You know, Bama has just been too dominant for our entertainment value in college football. And props to him for reloading, the success. He's been amazing. But he's just been too good for college football to be interesting. We're just talking about the NFL and the parody. And we've got... Eight teams, at least, that you can make a great argument for winning a Super Bowl this year. How many teams can you make a great argument in college football that they can
5: win a championship this year? Not eight. Not no. even close to eight. No, it's um, you know, it's a uh, pretty much a two two team uh, race. Yeah, to the end of this thing. Now, anything can happen. It's, it's college football. Yeah, but you know, I it, the thing that's going to be interesting is. If Alabama and Georgia play in the SEC Championship Mm -hmm. and Georgia beats Bama.
4: That's right. Does Bama still get in?
5: That's that's what's going to be on everyone's mind. Like, can they get in with two losses?
4: I love those debates because I think your resume needs to matter, but I think that You got to be honest with yourself, too, to say, hey, this two loss Bama team versus undefeated Cincinnati, (laughs) you know, like who deserves it more or who's better? It's it's really tough how you view that, right? There are a lot of uh, arguments that you can make on both sides, but I'll just whittle it down to this Uh, when Nick Saban eventually does hang him up and he's going to be going strong for a handful more years. When he does retire, I will say, man, what an unbelievable career. And thank goodness he's finally retired. (laughs) So we we can try to get some more parody in college football, you know? I don't know why. Like, people bemoan parody. Parody is so much better than a dominant team. Are you more interested in just the landscape of college football or the NFL right now? I love them both. You can love both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But just the landscape, if I could, let's put it this way, which would you implement into the other? Would you say, hey, the NFL would be better if we just had two teams and that's about it? Unless something crazy and unforeseen, the injury bug hits one team, that's the only way someone else wins this championship. Is that more interesting in the NFL this year? It's like, it's Tampa, the Rams, and pfft, whatever, it's a crap shoot, it's a bunch of yuck beyond those teams. Or is it with what we have in the NFL? If we had that in college, you could make a great argument for at least eight teams winning a championship. It's wide open. Who's even going to get into the Final Four? It'd be way better in college football.
5: It it is. But, I I, I mean, the excitement of the NFL is even bad teams can win. You know, so... And every game, it's intense. It's it's exciting. Like I love college football, but I'm invested in the NFL. Yeah, you know what I mean. I love college football Sunday or Saturday. Excuse me, especially when my mighty Aztecs (laughs) squeak by the likes of
4: San Jose State. And
5: I hear you. Hey, I'll I'll take a squeak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all the way to the top 10. i take <laughs> right. a squeak.
4: Uh-huh. I'm okay with the squeak. Any way they get, any way they come, you're just as good to go. I'm taking them.
5: You. We're 22 in, 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 in the country right now. And, you know, looking to move up, 7-0. and 0.
4: Hey, well, there is, um, if I shift it to the NFL here on you, Brian Noney from Salam with you on Fox Sports Radio. A team that's trying to uh, squeak by They'll take wins any way they can get them. The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, they face the Giants on Monday Night Football. This is Giants head coach Joe Judge talking about the Chiefs. Let's listen to the judge. I mean, how would the league catch up to them? Is everyone as fast as Tyreek Hill? Hardman? Can everybody, you know, cover the ball as deep as he can throw that thing? I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's a foolish narrative for us to buy into if we think this team isn't as good as they are. Hmm. Okay, he says the notion of the league catching up to the Chiefs is foolish. I don't know. It seems like the league is caught up to some degree. The Chiefs are three and four, scored three points against the Titans.
5: Yeah, know? but the 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 Giants haven't caught up. So. Oh yeah, right. <laughs>
4: Most of the league so, isn't as so, brutal
5: as New York is. So yeah. that's what he's basically talking about. Yeah. You know. And
4: they play him this week. Of yeah. course he's not gonna say, Oh yeah, the league's totally caught up. He's not gonna be stupid like that. Now this is Mahomes. Listen to what Mahomes says he's gotta do a better job of. I said stuff to them saying that I gotta be better. Um, but at the same time they have that, that mindset, they're gonna they're gonna try to build me up. So I mean it's it's a it's a thing where you're not gonna play your best game every single game, and that's when you really have to rely on those other guys to kind of step up and make plays for you. Okay. Two way street. He's gotta step up, teammates have to step up, all that sort of thing. Um, but I did, I wrote a couple of things down here. I jotted a few notes down because I've been proven right, big man, that the Chiefs, they are overrated. That's exactly what they are. They were thought to be a juggernaut. They're three and four right now. They're the definition of overrated. So when I brought this out about a, a month ago, you're like, oh, no, 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 right? Yeah. And, and, and I, I've been proven right. So I wrote down a couple of suggestions. These are just ideas. All right. We're throwing <laughs> stuff against the wall of what you <laughs> could say to me if you indeed find this to be the way you want to go. Oh,
5: I can't wait to hear these.
4: Okay. All right. There is uh, Mr. No, you were ahead of the curve. Okay. You could go with that. Um, this one's a little bit more lengthy. I, from Salam, was wrong. The 2021 Chiefs indeed are overrated, Brian. You could do something like that. Um, Last one for you. I have seen the error of my ways. I will be much more reluctant to question your football genius, Brian. So uh, those are just on the table if you see fit. Um, Again, just suggestions,
5: not telling you what to do here. man. It is late. It's 10:40. Oh, I'm sorry. What would you say, B? I've I completely dozed off on that. Oh, man, unbelievable. Completely dozed off on that. I'm sorry. I missed that. By the
4: way, uh you don't have to answer this because we have the big 3 coming up on Saturday, right? Mhm. We picked 3 games against the spread. We've got 1000 American dollars on the line and one King candy bar, king-size candy bar of the winner's choosing, right? But uh, when you look forward to this Chiefs matchup on Monday night against the lowly Giants, it's a lot of points. like right around 10. We're hovering 9.5, 10. The Chiefs defense is so bad. I started to think like this. How many points are the Giants going to score? I'd say against that defense, prime time, eh, maybe, maybe 23, 24. You think that's outlandish? Yeah. You do. How many do you think they score? I think they score seventeen. Okay. Well, if you think they score seventeen, then you ask yourself the follow-up question: Can the can the Chiefs score twenty-eight against that team? Twenty-seven against that team. Yes. And well, then you might lay the points. You might lay the points in that one.
5: Don't be trying to get early insight on what, <laughs> what, what's going on. I know what you're doing.
4: I'm just trying to talk I ball. I know what with you're you. doing. You're not trying to talk I'm no ball. I'm not tapping you for I know, information. I know what's going
5: me. on, man. Don't worry about what we're doing over here. <laughs> all
4: right, coming up next. We see this happen all the time in the NBA. Will we ever see it also happen in the NFL? We'll lay that out for you. I'm Brian Nohizi He's from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
4: I'm Brian. No, he's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. In for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Been fun, by the way. Uh, there's something I I took a peek at the the draft order, the NFL draft order as it stands right now. Obviously, a lot is going to change, but where it stands right now got me thinking, big man. So the Philadelphia Eagles they owned the Dolphins' first round pick, and right now it is the number two overall pick. That's when the Dolphins moved back up to the number six spot, so they could draft Jalen Waddle. Well, they traded their upcoming first round pick. Right now, that is the number two overall pick, and there are a couple other examples of this: the Jamal Adams trade, right when he went to the Jets to the Seahawks, well, the Jets, they still have a a first-round pick from the Seahawks. And right now, that's the number eight overall pick. So there are a couple of these instances. And so it got me thinking, you'll see this in the NBA all the time, where, hey, this is a top three protected pick. This is a top five protected pick. Whatever, right? Like, if the pick ends up that high, you don't actually ship it off to that other team. I wonder if we're ever going to see that in the NFL. Will we ever see like no. that Eagles Dolphins trade? No, where the Dolphins say, "Hey, we'll trade you a first round pick, but not if it's a top five pick." Then no, we're gonna have no, to figure something No, because there's
5: no lottery, right? The, 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 the season the, is the lottery. You don't yeah, know. I, I know, but the, yeah. there's a, an element of chance uh, with the NBA pick, with the NFL pick. You know exactly what you have to do to get you, to keep your pick protected.
4: Yeah, hey, that's true. Yeah, there are no ping pong balls. But I mean, did the Dolphins foresee themselves being one in six? Let me ask: Would the Dolphins have made that trade to get J- Jalen Waddle, knowing that they would potentially be shipping off the number two overall pick? There's no way.
5: No, I mean hindsight's twenty twenty. You just hope you pick the right guy. I think Jalen Waddle going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, they relied on Tua taking some steps to 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 be great. Still waiting for that other foot to 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 step out. So you know messed up. It's messed up. Well, I hey, look, it's your team. You're hypercritical of them as well. Yeah, hey, man. I'm just a truth teller. That's all. Well
4: I'm just curious if it will ever happen in the NFL. But you make a good point. There are no no ping pong balls.
5: No, it's no chance there. You know exactly what you have to do to protect the pick.
4: I just think uh, there are plenty of teams that would want to throw that offer on the table. And it just takes one team. It Really, it takes one team to set a precedent. One team that says, okay, it's top five protected. They kind of roll their eyes like, it's not going to be in the top five anyway. Who cares, right? And then all of a sudden, there's a precedent that's set. So we'll see. We'll see. I think there's a little bit more potential. Little no, more.
5: Little, absolutely none, not. Zero. And not unless they change the draft format.
4: Yeah, we shouldn't, I don't want to play, I don't want a lottery in the NFL. I don't want that, yeah. Uh, How about this? you notice this? J.J. Watt, so he's obviously out for the game on Thursday night against the Packers. He might be out for the season, but he's had all these injuries. He finished last week's game against the Houston Texans with four injuries. Now listen to this. He played last week with a torn labrum, a torn bicep, a torn rotator cuff and a dislocated shoulder. He had all that good the game against the Texans. They won the game 31 to 5. That was his former team, you know. Look, he's a baller, he wants to finish the game, all that type of stuff, but man, that is crazy to be gutting it out through all of that stuff. That's, In a game that's decided.
5: Yeah, that sounded terrible. I know what the labrum feels like. Uh, and that in itself is no picnic, Mm -hmm. the shoulder and the the torn bicep. Oof. Good Lord.
4: You ever have a torn bicep? No. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a picnic.
5: No, not at all.
4: Uh, by the way, I saw another headline here. So there is a bowl group, take it to college football. There's a bowl group, right? And they don't want to see college football playoff games on home campuses, there's a lot of talk about this. When the playoff expands, right? It's just a matter of when, not if. They're trying to get a 12-team playoff. The proposal has been and the thinking has been, hey, we'll have the first round on college campuses. Right? If you're the higher seed, you host the game, right? Instead of having it within the bowl system. It's not going to be, hey, it's the first round Poland Weed Eater Bowl or you know, whatever, right? It's a... It's not the first-round Sugar Bowl. It's, hey, Notre Dame hosts USC in South Bend, right? And so this bowl group is saying, no, 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 we don't want the them to be at home uh, stadiums. We want them to fit within the bowl structure. I think that is such a bad idea. I understand why they would want that. It's all about the cash. But it'd be so much better for college football to have at least the first round at home campuses. That's why I would love college football. It's the atmosphere.
5: Yeah, that'd be that'd be electric. You know, all these historic stadiums—the Big House and yes, you know Ohio State and it—you know San Think Diego State. Think about those. Listen to you shoehorning <laughs> it. <him. laughs>
4: Think about those atmospheres with playoff stakes. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah, you got to put those at home games, man. If we get to twelve teams, you at least have to have. You,
5: to have yeah, to. you have to.
4: You should have the first two rounds at home stadiums. Screw the bowl system, right? Why why are we playing at neutral sites? Do you think instead of at Lambo it would be better to play a, a playoff game at a neutral site? Makes no sense. No. Yeah.
5: Absolutely not. Great Covered job tonight.
4: Yeah, good stuff, man. And we both agree, thumbs down on arm barns, you know? Yes, we Come do. Come on, Peter, make a better argument than that. <laughs> good Lord.
3: We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.